Hey, we're going we're gonna to study Luke 1 through 3, so if you want to get there, um, you can open your Bible to Luke 1. God's been uh, showing me how powerful he is, and um, Luke 1 through 3 is a huge evidence of that power. So I'm really excited that we're there today to talk about God's presence, that he's here with us, okay? So we're in this Christmas series, more and more, Jesus, more Jesus this Christmas. Anybody need more Jesus? Yes, I do, <laughs> okay? I want more of him, less of me every day, right? So more Jesus. Today we're going to focus on his presence. And I love that because we're not just focusing on his omnipresence, we're focusing on his manifest presence. We want him to be here in a tangible way. Now, you go, but I've never seen God. Oh, okay. Well, God is a spirit. A lot of people don't see spirits, okay? You're going to have to be in some sort of spiritual state or sense to see a spirit, okay? So there's a disconnect then. God is a spirit, but I'm human. Well, praise God that he sent Jesus to be in flesh. So that spirit and, and human flesh could connect. And now we have a connection with the spirit through Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, Jesus Christ will fill you with this Holy Spirit if you ask him to. That's powerful. And so many of you have asked him to do that. And so the spirit is here. God in flesh, right? God in, 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 in tangible sense is here, right? God is with us. God not only is with us, but he speaks to us. And he speaks through us. And I want to focus on that today. So you're in Luke chapter 1. I'm getting there now. Let me pray for our time in the Word. And then let's get after what I see in Scripture as dynamite for us. And especially for our participation time. Right? We do that time of participation where God is in us and through us, where we're listening and we're speaking for God, and you're going to see that over the pages of these first three chapters like you've never seen it before. Let's pray. God, open our eyes to see who you really are, how you really act, what you really do. Lord, crucify in us the churchiness, the religiosity. Help us to be real, authentic, sinners saved by grace, so now referred to as saints, no longer regarding each other according to the flesh, but we regard each other according to the Spirit. We love that that's true, God. And we want to hear from you today. We know you're here. We acknowledge your presence. And we ask you to come to even greater degrees. Open up our faith and let us be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, more Jesus, his presence. God is with us. God speaks to us and he speaks through us. 
So God speaks to us and he sees through us. You're going to see the first thing right here in chapter 1. Chapter 1, uh, let me just point out one thing before I get too far along. Look at, look at verse... Um, Verse 3, it seemed good to me, this is Luke writing, also having followed these things, all these things for some times past, to write an orderly account. So you know what Luke's doing? What is he doing? He's writing an orderly account. He's listened to a bunch of people, to all of their accounts. He's probably read Mark. (laughs) He's probably read Matthew. Right? And he's like, hey, this is it. And this guy named Theophilus has paid him to accumulate this, to be a reporter and to collect all this. And he says, hey, I have written an orderly account for you, O most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things that you've been taught. So, hey, here's the thing. I want you to leave here having certainty with the things you've been taught. I've been teaching you that God speaks, right? I've been teaching you that God's a spirit, that the Holy Spirit is actually God. I've been teaching you that he wants to communicate with you. I love the fact that in all of this teaching, he brings this passage to bear and it's like, bam! I'm speaking to you, and I'm speaking through you. That's a certainty. And here it is. He starts by speaking to... He starts by speaking, um, sorry, right right, right away through Gabriel. And he speaks through Gabriel uh, to um, two people, to Zechariah, who I like to call Ezekiel. So if I call him Ezekiel, you know who I'm talking about. I don't know why. Something with the Z. Zeke. I don't know. So his name is Zechariah. And he, he's also speaking to Mary. So let's just see it here. Zechariah was in the temple. Verse 11. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on his right side. Uh, the right side of the altar of incense. Okay. Giving you a picture. You'd have to know more about the temple to figure it out, but it's very vivid. The, and Zechariah was troubled when he saw him. And you would be too if you saw an angel. And fear fell on him. And you would too if you saw an angel. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid. Angels are messengers from God. Not to be feared, because we don't fear God in that way. We fear him in a different way, in awe and reverence. Whoa. Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink any wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Even from his mother's womb. That's going to be fulfilled. It's prophetic. It's going to be fulfilled in just a second. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him 
in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. What is God doing? God's preparing the way. God's speaking through an angel and he's preparing the way. For what? For Jesus. All right? Zechariah, he says, well, how shall I know this? We understand it's unbelief because the angel rebukes him. He says, verse 19, and the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. Gabriel. It's like, whoa. Big deal. Oh, wait. Here it comes. I was sent, right? I, w- I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. Now, the astounding thing about him standing in the presence of God is that God allows that. Because nobody stands in the presence of God. Right? So how good is God that he allows Gabriel, and one day we'll say, when we kneel before him, hey, 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 stand up. What a God we have. That's astounding. I was sent by God, right, to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. Now I want to give you a warning right off the bat. Some people don't believe God speaks. They believe this word is the complete, set, done. Yes, this is the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for speaking. And the same Holy Spirit who wrote this book continues to speak to the people of God daily as you commune with Him. And the thing that will bind that up is unbelief. Silence. And the thing that will let that flow is faith. And that will flow speaking. I love that. Skip down. (laughs) There was... Another encounter, verse 28, and he came to her and he said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you, but she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern. I love this. Mary is much more inquisitive. She's like, what is going on? I'm going to try to figure this out. So her question is not a lack of faith. Her question at the end is her going, I'm trying to figure this out. Can you help me? So it's a little different. Tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Son of God. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. He's going to be the Messiah, he's saying. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, of his kingdom, there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? I mean, I'm not pregnant. And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High, of God Almighty, will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born, to be born, will be called Holy, 
the Son of God. His name is Jesus. Woo! And behold, your relative Elizabeth, just to connect the dots for you, in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month, just to give you an orderly account, with her who is called barren. This is maybe my favorite part of the three chapters. For nothing will be impossible with God. You know what? Again, I just want to close this point with this. Some of us think it's impossible for God to speak to us. And I'm just saying, I'll quote it from Scripture, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God. Can he still speak? Yes. Has he spoken? Yes. Is he going to speak again? Yes. <laughs> to who? Depends on who's listening. Guys, God speaks through Gabriel, and what he says is, I am coming for you. I want you. So let me send the angels to tell you, I am coming for you. That's a loving God. Here's the second thing. God speaks through Elizabeth and Mary and Zechariah. We're going to have some people read. Come up and turn on the mics. God speaks through Elizabeth and Mary and Zechariah. And what he speaks is a blessing. I'm blessing you. I'm giving you mercy. So I'm going to have these guys read their passages and then we'll continue. I'm reading Luke 1, 41 through 45. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold... When the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices. Rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped the servant of he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And then after that 
His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Amen. Can I ask who's speaking? Who's speaking? Is it Elizabeth? Is it Mary? Is it Zachariah? Well, maybe it's David and Cheryl and Kara. Who's speaking these words? This is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking through people. And what he's speaking is blessing. He's saying, I am blessing you. God's saying, I'm blessing you. My mercy, I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to fill you with salvation and forgiveness of your sins. Believe it. Just believe it. He's like, I'm here. All right, number three. God speaks through the birth of Jesus. God speaks to us through the birth of his son Jesus. And what he says is, I'm here for you. I am here for you. Look at it in chapter 2. You could read this whole thing, but I'm just going to read verse 7. You know, Quirinius and Caesar Augustus and Bethlehem and I think that's astounding how they got to Bethlehem. Why did Mary go with him? I mean, it's just like a question, right? You ask this, I'm like, did she have to go? I mean, is that like a rule? Or did she go because she was pregnant and he was her protector? For other reason, they got to Bethlehem and that was God's plan. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, those are great words, and there's more prophecy there that's going to be fulfilled in the next couple points. But I'm going to flip back to Matthew chapter 1. You could turn if you want. You've all heard this before. I'm just going to read for you the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, just to color it in a little. When his mother Mary had been betrothed, engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child. That's a bad deal. From the Holy Spirit. Oh, whew. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and willing, unwilling to put her to shame, he didn't want to stone her or didn't want to divorce her, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, God's going to say some stuff. 
He's going to speak when he wants something done. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. He's got to be scratching his head. What's the Holy Spirit exactly? I mean, like, really? Is there a lot of theology in the Old Testament about the Holy Spirit? Because, I mean, right out the gate, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. They've got to be like, what is going on? <laughs> she will bear a son. 50-50 chance. And you shall call his name Jesus. Lots of names out there. For he will save his people from their sins. That's the point. God speaks through the birth of Jesus Christ. He says, I'm here for you. I love you. Does anybody know John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe he was born. Believe he died on a cross for you. Believe he's coming back for you because he's risen from the dead. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So when God speaks, what do we do? We listen and we obey. I love that. Thank you, Joseph, for that example. God speaks through Jesus, right, through his birth, and he says, I'm here for you. Let's keep going. God speaks through angels and shepherds. Now, there's so much here about the angels and shepherds. I'm just going to read a couple verses. Verse 10. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Does that include you? That includes you. This is good news for you. This is joy for you. You can claim that. You can take that with you today. If you walked in here grumpy, don't walk out grumpy because good news and great joy is upon you. It's for all people. Praise the Lord. <laughs> for unto us, unto you, is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ. That means Messiah. That's what they're waiting for. The Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Imagine that. It's already been done. But you're going to go see this. Did they say at the same time she was doing it? Woo, that'd be cool. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Hark the herald angels sing. Did we sing that? Praising God and saying... Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom God is pleased. I came to church to say to you, God is pleased with you. He sends you good news with great joy. 
All right, here's the point. God speaks through angels and shepherds. I am bringing you joy, lasting joy, joy through the filling of the Holy Spirit joy. It will be a fruit of your life. It'll be an attribute of your character. You will be joyful because Jesus will make you so. I love that. And then the shepherds, man, they go out and they're like, hey, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Why? Through speaking, right? God speaks. He communicates. And, let, and there went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Hmm. Swaddling clothes. And when they saw it, they made known the saying, I love that, the saying. So you go back and you're like, oh, this is what the angels said. They made known the saying, which is important because it's written down, right? They remembered what was said, and they went and told everybody. Here's what was said. Here was the saying. And here's how we found Jesus. And it, and, 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 huh? Saying what had been told to them concerning the child, that they'd find him in swaddling clothes, that he's Messiah, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. What? Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Boom. He speaks through angels and shepherds, and he says, I'm bringing you joy. Let's go to number five. God speaks through Simeon and Anna. These are just normal people. Now, Angel Gabriel, you're like, man, he's special. I'm not him. <laughs> right? You go, Elizabeth, wow, she carried John the Baptist. Right? Mary, the son of God. Zachariah, well, yeah, he's the most normal, I guess. He's a priest. He was in the temple. But then you get Simeon, you get shepherds, you get Anna, you get people who are just waiting for God to show up, right? They're just like, we just want God to show up. We're waiting. We're going to come back to church again and again and again until dynamite happens. That's what they're doing. And look what happened. They brought Jesus Eighth day, circumcised, verse tw uh, 25 of chapter 2. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, just like you guys, going to church, showing up, waiting for the consolation of Israel, waiting for Jesus to come back. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Hmm, just like you. You have the opportunity for the Spirit to fill you, right? To be in you, to dwell with you. I love that. Sheesh. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Imagine that. There's communication there. That he would not see death, before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Messiah. 
And he came in the Spirit of the Lord. If you were told by God you wouldn't go before you saw, you'd come in the Spirit of the Lord too. You'd be like, let's go to church. I'm going to see the Messiah before I die, right? This is awesome. He comes in the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, circumcision, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, look at him speak for God and to God. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, what you said through the Holy Spirit. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He's seen Jesus with his own eyes. That you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. His father and mother marveled at what he said about him. And Simon blessed them. And he said to Mary, his mother, this is key too, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and for the rising of many in Israel. You know, people that thought they were religious fell. And people who were hungry for relationship with Jesus rose. And for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. So that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Then you get down to Anna, look at verse 38. And coming up at that very hour, imagine that, how God orchestrated that, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. She's like, this is the Messiah. <laughs> you got to know. I love it. He speaks to you. I am revealing myself to you. God is revealing himself to Simeon. God is revealing himself to Anna. And he's not just doing it to them. He's doing it through them to a lot of other people. God is with us. God is speaking to us. And he's speaking through us. Number six. How blessed are we? <laughs> Seriously. Number six. God speaks through John the Baptist. Well, yeah, he said a lot of things through John the Baptist. I can't quote them all, but it's in chapter 3. This guy quotes Isaiah the prophet as it's his own. And he says, look at verse 3. He went into the region around the Jordan proclaiming the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He's like, you can be forgiven of your sins. Come be water baptized. I love that. John speaks through John the Baptist. I am calling you to repentance. There's another phrase here I want to point out. It's verse 8. Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. You're like, okay, what should I do? I want to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. I want to be a, a saved person. I, want, I don't want to be a sinner. I want to be repentant. I want to have fruit in my life. What should I do? Anybody like that? Like, sometimes it's because we're trying too hard. Like, you know what I mean? We're just good, try-hard people. Right? We're just trying to work our way to God. That's religion. We can stop that nonsense. But I do think 
There are some things, some evidences here that you can see and you could measure your life by so that you know whether or not you're bearing fruit with repentance. Would that be helpful? Yeah, I think that's helpful, right? Rather than me going, oh, try hard, pull myself up by the bootstrap, got to bear fruit and repent, you know, I got to give, oh, Salvation Army, you know, like, oh, church, oh, you start giving, you know, start serving, you start going to small group, you're like, oh, I'm all in. My good God? If God saved you, then you're good. It's not by works of righteousness. It's not by our own works. It's according to His love. It's according to His grace. And it's according to the faith that He's going to activate in you through His love and grace. Your faith. All right. Not works. Good, good, good. But there are some things here he says to some people. The crowds are asking him, what shall we do? What shall we do? What does it look like to do? Right? And he says some things here that I think if you measure yourself by, you could either be in or out. Right? And if you're out, you want in. Right? So repentance is the way in. And if you're in, you're like, yes! I have actually been repentant, and I'm bearing fruits of repentance. Yes! That's the way I am anyway. Over the top. Bear fruits in keeping with repentance. Here they are. Share what you have. Do you do that? Christmas is a great time to do that, right? But it's Christmas every day. It's Easter every day. It's Resurrection Sunday every day, right? It's a good day to share with others every day. And if you do that, that's a fruit of repentance, right? Okay. Here's the second one. Don't be greedy. He says, don't collect more than you want. He should, right? Don't be greedy. Don't cheat people. Don't steal from people. Don't be greedy. Don't want more. Oh, that kind of leads into the next one. Be content with what you have. Oh, at Christmas, that's tough, especially for kids. Presents! What am I getting? I hope it's what I asked for. Cool people like you that are like in their teenager, you know, like college years. It's, I hope I got the gift card I asked for. There's no shopping for you anymore. It's nothing you need, right? It's just, what gift card did I get so I can go shopping? Hey, be content with what you have. You know what we have, guys? We have Jesus. We have more of Jesus than we know we have. And if we would celebrate that this Christmas, we could right-size a lot of things. He's with us. He's with us. Just know it more and more. He's with us. All right, here it is, last point. Number seven. That's a lot of points for a 30-minute message. Uh, 36 at this point. Okay, God speaks to you like he speaks to Jesus. Look at verses 21 and 22. Chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. This is key. Now when all the people were baptized in water, and when Jesus also had been baptized in water, and was praying, I looked at the other two places, Matthew and Mark, that quote this, uh, that are parallel passages. They don't say he was praying. Luke, giving an orderly account, says here's a detail that Matthew and Mark didn't pick up on. Jesus was in prayer. What was he praying for? 
doesn't say. What happened? Oh, it says what happened. Okay, so maybe he was praying for that. The heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form. Well, maybe he was praying for the Spirit to come, like we all should be. Like it was modeled for us from chapter 1 and chapter 2. It's like the Spirit came, the Spirit came, the Spirit came. In the womb, John the Baptist, boom, full of the Spirit. Just like he said. Thanks, Gabriel. And you see it here in Jesus' own life. He's 30 years old. He gets baptized. Not a sinner, doesn't need repentance of sin. Why does he do that? To show us what we need to do as flesh. If you're not baptized, consider being baptized in water. But then he prays. We don't know what he's praying, but we know what happens. Do you think God the Father is going to answer his son? I think he does. And you're a son or a daughter of his too, and he wants to answer your prayer. And he opens up the heavens. Isn't that Isaiah 64? Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down that the mountains might quake at your presence. That's happened right here, and it's going to happen again. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, so you all would know, like a dove. And a voice from heaven came. Here's what God says to Jesus, and here's what he would say to you. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. I want you to personalize that. God, if you're saved in Jesus Christ, I talked about this last week. I can't explain it again, right? You're not a sinner. You're a saint. God is saying to you, like he would say to Jesus, because that's what he sees when he sees you. I'm pleased with you. Now, if those aren't comforting words, I don't know what is. I am pleased with you, mercy. That's what God says. I'm pleased with you. So let me wrap this up. God is speaking to you. God's saying, I love you. I want to fill you with my spirit. You are my son. You are my daughter. And so I just got to ask, right? We know that the presence of God, Jesus, comes through the gift that's given, the Holy Spirit. We know that. It's all over the scriptures, right? So I got two questions for you. One, have you received the gift of salvation, eternal life from God through Jesus, the Messiah, who lived with us, died for our sins, and rose in victory over sin and death? Have you accepted that? That's application number one. Have you accepted Jesus as payment for your sin? Then you're living an eternal life. Woo! You're walking out of here with a lot of joy. All right? Now, a year ago or two years ago, I would have stopped right there and I'd been, that's great! Woo! Get baptized. Let's go! But I'm telling you, God has opened my eyes. There is more. More and more. And let's go for more. Right? More Jesus. Right? So here it is. Have you received or requested the gift of the Holy Spirit, who is one with Jesus and one with the Father? He is God. 
Not some it or ethereal thing that nobody gets. He's God. The Spirit of God and the Spirit of Jesus, sent by God and Jesus, just to be really, ugh. <laughs> how is three and one working? I don't know. To help you grow and increase in your relationship with him today and ongoing. So ask Jesus to send you the gift of the Holy Spirit to fill you full of the presence and the power of God Almighty today and every day. Okay? Accept Jesus. Accept the gift of God and Jesus named the Holy Spirit, God himself, in all of his fullness. Would you do that? Have you asked? Do you believe? Because you are so blessed to even hear that message. It's not me. It's God. It's God speaking. He speaks through us and he speaks to us. And that's really going to help our participation time. You know? This message, I was like, God, how faithful are you? This message is just what we need to increase our faith in this next time. Right? We're going to sing. Go ahead. Come on up. I'm going to pray. We're going to sing. And then we're going to participate. we got 15 minutes. We're going to participate. We're going to listen to God. He doesn't have to talk to everyone. He just needs to talk to one of us. Then whoever he's talking to needs to be obedient and tell us what he's saying. And then we just need to keep rolling in that. Not forced, not contrived, not talking over one another. Orchestra. God will orchestrate his message to us today. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for how clearly we see that you are with us. Now, God, in the Spirit, Holy Spirit, making us holy, as we empty ourselves of everything that is unholy, as we put off, cast off, take off all the things that are so easily entangling us in this life, in this world, we push those things off. We ask for your help even in doing that, God. We need you. But we know when we do that, when we empty ourselves, that you fill us. You fill us so full. Because you long to be with us. And you long to speak to us and to speak through us. Thank you, God. Speak in Jesus' name. Amen.